Kevin Nicole Denson, and our very special guest, Kinga Browner. How y'all doing? All right. Thank you for coming on. We appreciate having you. Of course, of course. I'm glad to be here. Glad to have you. We got Joe Black over there. Joe has his microphone on tonight. What up, though? And Joe is making me talk into the microphone, so I feel like I'm yelling. She's um, not, though. She's not. actually, like, right where her voice level is supposed to be. Okay, so cool. You, For good. once. You good. For once, yeah. So, you know, this weekend, I know this episode is going to get played a little bit later, but we want to give some shout-outs to Detroit's owner, Miss Aretha Franklin. Uh-huh. Mm. You know, living legend. What's a living... A legend from Detroit, you know, with all her music and stuff. I brought my little speaker so we could play, you know, some songs here and there. Tributes to Aretha. And this episode has been named by Nicole. And what is this episode called? R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Oh, mm. I, I wasn't ready. Respect. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Put some respect on my name. Yes, respect. Um... I just think it's so important because of the cat's meow and what we stand for to talk about. I mean, she was named the queen of soul. Mm -hmm. And Aretha Franklin had lots of shade, lots of tea, but it was well-deserved. She was smart, though. She was very smart. Do you know how she handled her money? How? So for every show, Aretha Franklin was like, 25000 cash. Or I ain't going on stage, and Ooh. the rest I need in a check. Thank you kindly. And she kept it in her purse, so if you watch her performances, either her purse was always with her bodyguards, her security team, or on the piano, or in her hand. Yeah, Aretha mm. was about her bread. She wasn't playing no games. I love a woman like that. You but, know, because she grew but, up watching. But dig that, though. Like, 25000 in cash. Yeah. On hand. Yeah. She was a thug. Plus. <laughs> You're going to have to cut me that check. You're going to cut me that's, my check. That's, that's when gangster. we knew she was from Detroit. Yeah, that's right. exactly. Because it says that she used to see a lot of the older performers, you know, get stiffed at the, you know, their their performances and stuff like that. So she was like, nah, not me. Run me my bread. Exactly. That's and that that's, Detroit that's stuff. Why I, it is. That's a hustle. Yes. She knew what she was doing. And she just did. hearing about the history of her um, during the civil rights era uh, for years. And I think one of the most pivotal moments was in 2009 when she sung uh, for inaugural uh, address with President Obama. Um, it was just something so beautiful about that um, because she she did so much, like her voice and her songs, and she break barriers um, for our culture. So um, I thought that it would be wonderful to talk about respect today, like yes. how we became the three women that we are. Um, especially here in Nkinga, she is a powerhouse. Uh, and when I say that, I, I mean it. Um, you are an author, you are an activist, you are a advocate, you are a mother, mm -hmm. you are an artist, you are a fashion designer. I mean, again, the definition of a Detroit woman, a Detroit queen, just getting it. Is there anything I've left out? Because you do a lot of things. And <laughs> you know what? Yeah, when you say artist, it ties it all in. Mm -hmm. It's not the list of what I don't do is shorter. So. Ooh, <laughs> come on head. Work, work. You see why? You see why she on here? So tell us a little bit about you and Kengay. So, like you already stated, I am from Detroit, born and raised. Um, I've only lived outside of Detroit one time in my life. I went to KC Ooh, to follow Jesus my ex-wife. Got a divorce. Came on back home. Um, I have two kids, I have two sons, 10 mm -hmm. and 3, 
I've dedicated my life since I was about 15 to activism within the LGBTQ community that is six since expanded to activism in any community where black films are present mm -hmm. and so <clears throat> that's where I am now and a lot of my platform um, my books and things like that are centered around black film relations specifically uh, black film stud relations mm -hmm. um, and relationships and all of that and so my art is all Afrocentric um, Detroit inspired art I take what would have been fine art and I mm -hmm. turn it into graffiti and watch that clash happen and I put it on clothing and make it affordable for everyone. Mm -hmm. That's dope. And I've mm -hmm. owned some of it and I want some more. Her clothing pieces are fantastic. Mm -hmm. I broke the internet in one of her uh, beautiful skirts. Yes. Uh -oh. yes. So... Because <laughs> my splits don't stop. You know, Ooh. I was when I make the skirts, I don't know where to end the split, so I'm just saying, fuck it, whoever wears it. <laughs> Okay, they just, let they it might, rip. They might be liable to expose themselves. Because mm -mm, they already know how to walk on it. Mm -hmm. So they already like, got it. Mm -hmm. The splits. like Yeah, the splits don't end. Go. But only certain women are even going to buy it. Women okay. that knows how to work, work and walk with it. You I know? feel that. Okay. Yes. Okay. Do you make head wraps? I do make hair wraps, and every time you see me, you'll see me in one. If you mm -hmm. ask me where I get it from, I'm going to give you my card. So I definitely make hair wraps. That's jewelry, word. Everything. Every time you see me, I'm wearing something that I created. All so right. I'm on my billboard. Yes. Cool it's stuff. It's pretty dope. It's pretty yes. dope. Cool stuff. And, you know, I've known you for about, let's say, almost 10 years now. Yeah. You worked at Alternative for Girls. Mm -hmm. You worked at Have you had so Ellis many Center. different yes, Ruth Ellis Center. Mm -hmm. Um, I always remember you have a film a film group, right? Mm -hmm. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that? Because I thought that was so uplifting to hear that there was a support group or more like a women's circle. Can you tell us more yeah, about that? Yeah, so um we spe I specifically started this group myself and Keisha Watkins. It's called Smeared Lipstick. Um, I left that out when I was talking about everything I do. And so this has been going on for three years. We just had our three year anniversary. So Smeared Lipstick is a group for and by black film lesbians specifically. Mm -hmm. And it came out of the idea, or it came out of a conversation where we talked about how films weren't really respected in the LGBTQ community or the heterosexual community. Mm -hmm. um, in the heterosexual community, films are viewed as, well, she's got to be bisexual or she's got to be doing this as a show mm -hmm. for a man or whatever. It's just not really taken seriously. If you wear a skirt, some part of you must be heterosexual. Mm -hmm. And so then you think you'd have safety in the LGBTQ community, but over there, our moves are questioned also. Right. Um, I've been told things by women who are don't identify maybe a stud, butch film, or anything, but that films um, give the community a bad name. We aren't able to take care of ourselves. We do too much damsel in distress, all of these negative things. The mm -hmm. other reason we started this, we feel like um, stud or butch, dime, AG women, all of them, we feel like when y'all see each other in public, y'all can kind of eye and know each other and see each other and, you know, decide to be friends, to connect or anything like that. But Women like Nicole and I, if we see each other in a grocery store, we don't know that we're sisters. Right. We don't know this. And so we wanted to create a space that was void of that um, stud energy that was just for us where we could meet one another and know that other black films exist because 
we we're not visible we're not readily visible by um our presentation right. we can start to seem invisible and like the like you're the only one mm -hmm. and often our identity is validated by a sub partner right so when you're out with your partner people identify you as a lesbian and re realize that you're with this woman but when you're not all of a sudden your identity disappears mm -hmm. so smear lipstick started we have a group where we discuss these issues and more the fourth saturday of every month three to six at affirmations in ferndale fourth saturday of every month three to six at affirmations in ferndale smeared lipstick meets okay so i just want to ask a question before we get more into what you do mm -hmm. because i know you're an advocate and you just explain why for uh feminine women feminine lesbians mm -hmm. um I'm pretty much the same for the masculine center studs, whatever you want to call it. Because that's what y'all need. Y'all need advocates. Here we go. Everybody needs a voice. Listen. Oh, my. <laughs> so my question is, and, and I say this all the time, but I just want to get your take on it. Mm -hmm. You know, is there a divide in the community? And why do you think that is? Is there a divide? Definitely. Which divide you want me to speak on? There are a bunch of divides. Then, um, just pick a couple. You mean between... Feminine I mean, just women so, so no, as a whole, mm -hmm. you have gay men, you have trans community, you have, so when people say lesbian, and I always say this, I'm like, there's a difference. Mm -hmm. You have feminine lesbians and you have masculine center lesbians or studs, however you want to call that. Right. You know what I mean? You also have bisexual women mm -hmm. who may fall in the feminine category or there are some masculine center women who are bisexual. Yes. So I think that a lot of people tend to gravitate more towards who they identify with and not so much speak on the other parts of the community or the other people within the community. Mm -hmm. Do you find that to be true? Yeah, I think that, well, I don't believe that to be true necessarily for films. I think that, um, you know, film and studs were all socialized as little girls when we we're younger. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about y'all upbringing, but I always talk about mine and the women around me. I remember being a little girl and older women teaching me to distrust other women mm -hmm. um you know with that whole you ain't got no friends and i don't leave nobody around my man and all those comments i heard my mom and aunts um and i grew up with that mm -hmm. so whether i you know i as a child i don't know to reject that and not internalize that right so i think feminine women a lot of times what's wrapped up in femininity is not being friends with one another, seeing each other mm -hmm. as competition and enemies and things like that. And um, stud, butch, MOC women, however you want to define it, I think at some point they grow up and get more in touch with their masculinity. And one of the things that is wonderful about masculinity is that they're taught to support each other to death, you know, to the mm -hmm. end, to lie for your boy, whatever. So <laughs> they, once you kind of step into that masculinity, now y'all got support you know we step into when we step into like um knowing who we are and identifying our identity also causes a divide there where we've been trained our whole life not to trust the other women right. so we're not okay right hmm interesting okay so as a femme myself i feel the same way uh it's really hard to turn off the knowledge of us as black women in the community like it's a sisterhood but if the underneath is we want everyone to think that mm -hmm. you know we want the outside to see you know we are sticking together we got each other back but underneath that you know when i step in heterosexual places uh where like women of faith and just just older women and i say like okay my sexual identity then is that 
divide like mm -hmm. i kind of feel like there's a divide with certain groups of people and even in our community because hell most of us date each other <laughs> and mm -hmm. then if it don't work out and then like our community is so small so we all know each other so i feel like when i'm not with my partner i am like seen as straight and when i'm with my partner i'm treated another way but until i started dating masculine and centered women then i realized like the invisibility within myself like i can't go out and just be you know part of the lgbt community and it be assumed but the heaviness of having a partner that has been and, and does see like every day-to-day -day struggles you know i do realize a small amount of privilege but at the same time like it makes me more vulnerable it makes me more vulnerable to different types of like uh cat calling and and men assuming that be oh it's cool for me to be bisexual but it's only when a penis is involved mm -hmm. but once you take that out and i go out with a masculine centered woman then i'm seen and she's seen as a threat you know what i'm yeah. saying so you know i really had to learn about that balance like there is some privileges but there is some invisibility and some issues can i, I speak to about the, the privilege part i'm mm -hmm. sorry no 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 go ahead um it's the most conditional privilege that I've ever seen. Um, yes. yes. It, so I will say that I get to safely move around a lot of spaces under the guise of being a heterosexual woman. Yes. You made a post um, about, you made a live about that one. I, I watched it. Yes. Okay. So I do, there is some inherent safety in being assumed to be straight. But then I'm assumed to be a straight woman and there's no inherent safety in being a woman, right? right. And so um, on top of that, another thing that I think we juggle that masculine women don't have to juggle is often people will ask in the community about your coming out story. I have to come out every day. Mm -hmm. I make the decision to come out or not come out every day. Mm -hmm. I've always dated masculine women. They ain't got to come out. They walk in the door. People yeah. already know what time it is, right? They don't have to come do this coming out story again and again and again. But we um, do. We've been, I've been in situations where because of the assumptions that I'm straight, what happens is I'm making this, I'm, I'm starting a new job or something. Do I come out immediately? Yes, do I right. wait? Yes. If I wait, are people going to feel tricked by me not tricking them by just existing and what they assume to be heterosexual? Um, is it safe to come out in this situation? Is man is trying to get my number or something? Do I right. just take the number and walk away? Whatever. Like, it's um, this thing of like, is it safe? It's safe from homophobia mm -hmm. in most situations if I'm alone. But, um, that is the only you know that's the that's only inherent safety yeah. yeah i think i think and for us i think so visibly you know but there are still the things that we have to deal with because of the visibility okay one of the things that i i wish would happen and, and see we haven't even talked about the trans community or the the, the gay man community like mm -hmm. we haven't we haven't even talked about that mm -hmm. um but one of the things that i wonder is because when you look at you know activism and and all of the things that go on in the community rarely do we have these conversations right. rarely right. do does anybody from one part of the community actually sit down and have a discussion with another person from another part of the community and try to understand their you know their struggles or i think we all have privilege in some points mm -hmm. and in some points we we're at disadvantages like that's just across the board 
But what worries me is, like I said, we don't sit and talk to each other. Like, actively listen. Like, you sit down, feminine women, and talk to me about the issues that you have. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> and, no, that whatever. look was I know, priceless. Oh, <laughs> now verbal communication God. is killing it up in here. Did no, you, you see if y'all, did you just no, see that? For all I'm those really, that are listening that. right now, for all those that are listening right now, if y'all could just see the exchange I wish we was, that I, I know, because the face was, like, if looks could priceless. kill, I'd be dead. Yeah, you would have a <laughs> they knife, both, like, like, sat back in the so chair, deep like, in your chest right now. Right. I saw yeah. the arching. Did you? Like, I know, right? Like, Thank wait you, Joe. a minute. Thank you, Joe. just right. a, <laughs> right. a chalkboard or something I'm with but, but, I'm saying, but I'm saying, like, to have the conversations because what what I find problematic is, no, seriously. Yeah. When people, no, and they it's still, not y'all. And they still got the sit look. Down, like, y'all they sit still down. got the look. Like, bow, bow, they bow, still bow, holding on. Like the look, that was shit that the Chuck E. Cheese when you hit. Right. The, the whack-a-mole. I know. They right? still got the look. I'm like so the, glad the, Joe is here. Especially she Nicole. Trying to clean. No, like, I'm not trying to clean it up. I'm very much trying to clean it up. No. I'm sorry. What's problematic? It's problematic that we don't have the conversations. And it's problematic that we assume, you know what I'm saying, like, there are studs that will say, well, y'all don't have no problems. Don't nobody say nothing to y'all and y'all with us, so y'all cool. That's not yeah. necessarily the truth. So to sit down and have an open conversation and really sit and talk about the issues that each have, I don't think we as a community do that. We just assume that one person is better off than we are and we want to talk about what's the worst scenario for us, what's the worst situation for us, and we want sympathy and not be willing to listen to other people's perspectives. I've understand what you're saying and I think that what what happens and why that's happening is because for so long um, we're such a small community and you know back in the day we were even smaller and people were not coming out in, in the droves that they are now mm-hmm. so our fight was against the heterosexual community right just and we banded together and we we did that and we still have to do that and mm-hmm. I think one of the things we did in that is try to pretend that LGBTQ all the other you know letters was this <laughs> harmonious group of people and we not Wrong. so right. if we th- which is another reason we started smear lipstick is because i don't want to keep talking to straight people they can manage straight people business and i'm on my mind and i don't want to well, keep damn i mean we- <laughs> I wanted to talk. I mean, we, in my some of us cool. And <laughs> not all straight. Not all. So I wanted, to, I wanted to talk within my community, right? Mm-hmm. And I can't solve all of the problems in the LGBTQ and all the divides. Right. I also can't speak on other experiences. I can yeah. only speak about film, being a black film woman in the LGBT community. Mm-hmm. So I went out to seek my sisters and provide a space for that. Um, one of the, but in order to have a dialogue that you're trying to have, we're gonna have to pull out of using our efforts and resources and energy mm-hmm. to prove to heterosexual people that we're worth existing and turn inward to our own community. And once hmm. we turn inward, we can talk about the LGBTQ racism and divide and sexism and um, all of that other stuff that's happening. But right now, we're too concerned about fitting into mainstream, in my opinion. Yeah, we're mm-hmm. too concerned about fitting into mainstream to even look within at ourselves. Hmm. Okay. But okay. you know, I'll talk to y'all. Y'all can come to Smearalistic as a group. We can we can chop it up Mm-mm. anytime. Oh, you no, ain't coming? You ain't, ain't, ain't coming? <laughs> Why you ain't That's coming? your space. It's okay. But see, like... We open it, though. In a way, though, in a way, though, like, ain't you not coming part of the problem? Right. No, it's not come me on. not coming as part of the problem. The thing is this, <laughs> is that I'm a firm believer that I think... Well, I mean, you don't strike me as somebody that thinks... 
like no because in the I manner facilit- which they're no i you know. facilitate i'm very open to i listen for sure but yeah, here's I the thing i also think that there is a positive thing with coming together with people like you and having discussions because i'm gonna tell you if i'm sitting in a room with a bunch of masculine and center lesbians and then a film come in the conversation is not going to happen the way that it would if there were just all masculine and center lesbians mm-hmm. in there you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, yeah, the mood yeah, changes. So definitely. I think there's the energy, the energy changes. Yeah, there's an importance to have individual groups, but there's also an importance to have those individual groups coming together. The individual yeah. groups coming together because that. despite whatever, I think we all need to support each other in some way, shape, form, or fashion. That's it's word. just learning how to do that. And we don't. Right. Everybody is so separate and so segregated. And it's like, well, my issues are more important than yours. And I've experienced that more hurt than you. Sounds like you, a universal thing. It it's is. oppression Olympics. With everything. It is. Yeah. But, it's you know, when we can get to the point of putting the hurt being, you talking about trauma on top of trauma and on top of a whole bunch of other stuff. If we can ever get to a point to have a healthy conversation, I think magic will happen. Oh, like yeah. seriously but oh, people yeah. have to be open-minded and open to that and that's the hard part that's the hard part that's the hard part. when you research other uh minority uh ethnicities throughout the united states across the world like i keep seeing these waves and these shifts in our community and so i know what's going to happen but yet until we are seen as full human beings then i think we're going to be totally taking our uh view towards the heterosexual community because we can't even get like basic rights and laws we we don't even have a hate crime law here yeah, and it's sucks. you know state of michigan the Elliot larson act has not been signed so my thing is like i think like you said it's a balance like when you speak about you know what you went through and try to find people who have a large collective belief in a mission and you two are you three or you four or ten can go and try to make change but i think until we really sit down and try to get basic rights then we'll be able to look inside of our own community but until then just like the african-american community you don't want to air your dirty laundry mm-hmm. so a lot of times in the lgbt community we are at like all three of us african-american lgbt all these mothers all these things you have society already looking at you because in you're a certain way yeah. mm-hmm. right so then like these conversations aren't had because we're just trying to all of us move forward so I think that we have to kind of bring it back and realize this can be a balance. You could talk mm-hmm. about the good things and the bad, but you could also work together as a whole to try to get our basic human rights. But um, I feel kind of even I, met. I kind of feel what Sharon was saying though about the hurt, because a lot of times the hurt and the trauma prevents us from being able to see things from others' perspective. Right. So yeah. I think that has a large a large part to do with the difficulty in getting these groups together because everybody does sort of feel like their struggle is more relevant but i mean really the the whole concept the struggle in general is all of it can move forward simultaneously it doesn't have to be viewed as individual pieces because In essence, we're all everybody a part hurting. of the same whole anyway. Everybody fucked up. 
Right. Every, we all fucked up. Everybody <laughs> fucked up. Word. I, you I know, totally and, and my fucked up to me is more important than anybody's fucked up to them. But, but it's and no you gotta more, take a step back. But it's no more fucked up than the next it's person. It's not. Is. So that's right. when you gotta quit feeling and take it off of yourself exactly. and be open to listening to other people. And exactly. I think that's when support comes in. That's when healing starts to happen and people start pulling together and supporting each other. Word. You know what I'm saying? Everybody fucked up. Black would, people, white people, gay people, everybody. I would say that um, to the point that you made about the hurt and everything, the hurt for me is a good place to open up dialogue and to yeah. start. Because we already there. So yeah, true. Ain't no point in pretending we're not right. And so um, if, if you follow me, if you follow any of my work, then you know I use every opportunity I can to diss the Madison Love Center women um, whenever I can. And... <laughs> 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 but why? Why do you I'm do about that? to get into it. Okay. I'm about to get into it. Um, <clears throat> when I'm Lord mad, mercy, Jesus. when I'm mad and hurt, right? So that's one or two. And third, I think it's an excellent place to start to stop pretending that we're harmonious when we're not, mm-hmm. and we can't fix anything until we identify a problem. Now, see, yeah, because you lost, you had lost me for a minute. Mm-hmm. I'm a light for right, a point. Right. No, I ain't you, even done. I'm, I'm back. Done. I'm back on. The, I'm back on board with you now. <laughs> you had lost me for a minute. I'm almost gonna get I see you back you using, on board. You using the Discord as a tool. Right. Exactly. Come on. You you, come I on. feel you. You better say Discord as you. a tool. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I'm with you. So, one of the things, like again, with with a hetero, the heteronormative world, right? Um, one of the things that's not addressed is intimate partner violence or domestic violence in queer relationships. Yeah. Because the attitude is generally, well, y'all two women, that's just a fair fight. You know, it's nothing going on, right? That's not even addressed in the hetero world, really. It's not, but it gets more, it gets addressed more than in our community. Mm -hmm. And even when you can see it in our community and it's more a cat fight or anything, they're not thinking about the dynamics of a relationship and how they're playing out. Um, And this assumption that everything, again, is just harmonious. And so if I'm using an opportunity to talk about the relationship, what I'm experiencing as a film, what this person did to me who is identified as a stud, and we're having this conversation. Even if I'm saying they trash, they did say that, whatever I'm saying, right? I'm open enough to dialogue to understand this is not a completely safe, harmonious community. We have our issues too. These people benefit and suffer from this. I benefit and suffer from these issues and they're different. Mm -hmm. So in order for us to, you know, get the, acknowledgement that our relationships deserve and for us to move forward together just even if we just going about just the community moving forward together we have to start acknowledging that this ain't no, just no sisterhood where right. flowers and roses are growing and we're such a small community we're doing all of this stuff that should be doing in the ocean in a kiddie pool right. right and so we're polluting each other and we're hurting each other and that's where i start the conversation from because there's no other place to start it for me mm. yeah where where so with all of the things you're doing being as outspoken as you are and all of that mm-hmm. um where, where do you get that strength because there's a lot of people that want to be able to do that mm-hmm. and they can't they're like i, I want to do stuff but I, I don't know how to i can't do that ain't nobody gonna listen to me where does it come from you know what i just just talk your shit always talk your shit um i was reminded of that i'm reminded of that often um i think i got to a point where no one could do anything to me like I came out you know I'm loud I'm this way all the time and I'm like this when you meet me I'm like this online so that 
you can have an opportunity to decide from the jump whether or not you want to mess with me, you know, but people don't think what they're saying is going to reach any ears and it's okay. Just keep talking. Just keep talking, saying what you want to say. Your point is, is valid. What you're thinking is valid. Nobody else is thinking it the way that you're thinking it. So say it, write it, you know, however you want to get it out. And I just got, like I said, I got to a point where I'm going to talk about this. I'm not going to keep sitting around listening to men are from this planet and women are from this planet planet like i don't you know mm. even exist like okay right. you know we exist too and we have differences in our relationships and differences mm -hmm. in our presentation experience all of that and we're going to talk to that and if nobody's going to make room i'm gonna just be loud enough for five people and make right. room for all of us i heard that like okay. it's right. i and i and i just have to say like you know i know that the listeners are not used to hearing my voice um, no, and I Joe represent. Joe never talks. I'm I represent. I represent something of an uh, 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 outside party to actually the subject matter of the podcast. But I just feel the need to say, like at this point, um, I, you know, being a hetero male, I have a certain. There's a certain level of respect that I have for. Uh, the things that you guys go through like all three of you like word i i really respect the 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 strength first of all that it takes to like you know just live in your truth and it, it makes you powerful you know what i'm saying it gives you a certain amount of powerful that when when you accept <clears throat> when you when you accept who you are as a person it gives you a certain power that nobody can take away from you people can try mm -hmm. but like you, you you get it i don't i mean it even goes i would say beyond bravery to a certain extent it does, like you feel like you are um i don't know i feel like you are like actualized to a certain degree like you you actually become like who you really are and when you can live in the truth of who you really are you can like there's so much more that you can accomplish because at a certain point you lose a certain degree of fear because you stop Absolutely. caring so much what other people think. It's so, not so much as you stop caring. It's just that you, you, you want to live and be. Right. Yeah, I'm not yeah. going to change who I am to make other people comfortable. I think we talked about that before. Right. I, I don't talk to my mother because my mother tears me down because of who I am. I need to be comfortable in my skin. You know, between the two of us, even when I tried to please her, wasn't nobody happy. So, right. shit, I'm going to be the happy one. Uh, right. You, you got to deal with what you got to do. With you. Right. And for I me, it's not that. about other people accepting me. But what I think happens is when you start to embrace the person that you are and just living your truth and be unapologetic about it. And I, I wear my clothes. I walk the way I walk. I do what I do. And I don't give a shit what nobody else has to say. I think when you start respecting yourself that way, that's when other people start to respect you. But you know, you go through so much to even get to that oh, point. Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. To even get to that point. Yeah, I, I would say um, for myself, I learned my strength after I had my daughter. Um, there is nothing more powerful than bringing in life. You know, I felt like all of the tragedies all of the trauma everything just resonated it was like for this that purpose uh and a lot of people that think that having children holds you back but once mm -mm. i found out i could do that i could bring it in life i had never felt the love and and actually the power of being a mother and for women who can't 
you know, it's multiple ways, but I'm speaking for myself. Um, and when I had left um, intimate partner violent relationships and stuff like that, once you like get through trauma or once you experience life or find somebody you love or accomplish, I don't know, shit, running a marathon, whatever you want to do. That's how like, you know you done touch the divine. Exactly. Like, you done touch the divine. Like, I'm like beyond I, religion, it's the divine. No, the shit like, is the essence. You feel free. Free. <laughs> the it's essence like of what it is. Off of you. I'm like, yeah. can't nobody tell me what to do. Can't nobody say what they want to say. I am in essence, rather, what has happened to me. It does not the universe, who I am. A spiritual being has mm. made me who I am. Yes. Like I, ne I don't regret any relationship. I don't yes. regret even if it's been bad or just shitty. I don't regret that. I don't regret, yes. you know, coming out and my coming out story. I always talk about it. It was hard. Um, I'm a sexual sorcerer. I don't regret any of that because of the simple fact that I am designed to be right where I am. And to touch even one person makes a difference. Like, Sherrod and I went up to an LGBT camp in Traverse City. And it was life-altering. We talked about respect in our communities. What does that look like? We talked about healthy relationships and consent to LGBT youth from 13 to 18. It was just so beautiful being there. They were camped from all different walks of life. And to me, I wish that that was something could have been done for us. But it wasn't. These, we are the people. This is the time. And us using our voices unapologetically, doing what we want, not being afraid is going to help children like that. Because they were brilliant. They were. They were amazing. They were. And we're also the people that are starting to have conversations with people like Joe. Yeah. Heterosexual males. You know, because me and Kari had conversations all the time. And, and I think it's healthy. Because for me, like, shit is dangerous. I don't know what the fuck. I, I, Beyonce concert. Got into it with a cab driver. Because he kept calling me sir. And I'm like, I'm not a sir. That. You know what I'm saying? And this, that, yeah. this, this guy, when I corrected him, said that I was disrespectful to him. And I said, how so? What happened? I said, how so? And um, he went on to say, well, you could have just said you were a woman and uh, and just left it at that. How or, about you, you know, not make assumptions as to who And I'm like, but how I am I disrespecting you if I just corrected you and left it alone? Right. And because, you know, I knew that that was going to turn ugly, I just kind of shut down. But I was still mad. Like, I want to smack his ass. Like. Why do I have to keep going through that? You know what I'm saying? You pissed at me because you because I didn't feed into your bullshit. So it's dangerous for me at times. And that shit is crazy. And you know, it's like, do I do I react to it? Which some days I want to, to be honest with you, because I'm human. And you catch me at a bad time. We always want to, but we trying to be better versions to ourselves. Yeah, you try to, but you know when you it's deal hard. with shit every day, it's that's hard. like somebody calling you nigga every day. Like motherfuckers uh, you know, make it so hard for you to be a better yeah, version of yourself. You know, you pray about it, but we all go through it. And yes. and my point to all of this is, it really bothers me when people minimize other people's experiences. Just because I didn't go through what you go through, or just because you don't go through what I go through doesn't mean that it's less than doesn't right. mean that what you feel is is Any, supposed to be less than how i feel yeah no well, yeah. i mean america's I very individualistic it so. is individualistic but you know going back to what you said in kinkai like that's one of the things that inspires me about you is that 
you tell the truth but you keep us laughing like it's not like you're on this like higher than like on a soapbox it's like no you say exactly how we feel or what we thinking and you add mm -hmm. humor to it it's like dave chappelle yeah, she is i she mean she is, is like so dave chappelle funny. minus the drugs yeah <laughs> you know i think i think She's you can so run funny. some people off i'm entertained by it because mm -hmm. you know at the same time like everything that you say i don't feel like it applies to me mm -hmm. even though you're you're saying masculine center like everything you say doesn't apply to me so i'm not offended and i find mm -hmm. it funny then there are some people they probably like running for the but heels like i can't say deal man. with but this, this is, shit this, this is the power of in well, king like talking about me the, this is the power <laughs> of in king gay she tells you like it like one time she had a lot of friend requests she said okay well, i'm gonna put it on the table i talk about this 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 and if you don't like it unfriend yourself yeah mm -hmm. Get yeah. off of that. Like, Bleach get off yourself. Of yes. So how did you, I mean, you know, we talked about your acting, but just as a person, like, you're taking your pain and you're being honest, you're being vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Like That's huge. And much respect to you for that. Thank you. How did you um, get there? <laughs> so I use humor a lot, like, always. Like, I was a very funny child. Um, and I think that happens a lot when you grow up in certain type of environments you learn to be funny and distract people and things like that i went through a lot of like horrible self-esteem issues in school and all of that growing up and one thing i knew i could be was smart and funny if i wasn't pretty if i wasn't thick i could be smart and funny right i had control over that um and it's just kind of continued throughout my life it also allows people humor allows people to take in information that they would reject usually yeah. because we you know we're a tough city so somebody come at you wrong in yeah. the wrong tone you just you can't <laughs> hear them we shut down but with humor it makes it a little bit funnier and um easier to digest now as much as i post talking mad shit about studs and everything on a micro level fuck y'all right but <laughs> God. And, I, and I say that with but, the utmost respect. That's why I wanted her oh, on here. I love oh, her. But on a macro level, you, like, you, you know what you did. We didn't do on nothing. Y'all yes. do more to us than we do. Oh, no, look, we don't. I didn't want to say nothing. I can almost relate to this perspective. Joe, see where Joe I'm about going. to ask you to turn your microphone on to relate to nothing. Let her talk. Let me see where this is going. Hold on. Let me put this through. Y'all are using y'all masculine privilege to cut us on a micro level fuck y'all on a macro level y'all are my sisters right so just the same way me and my brother can joke about my mom but a cousin better not try it that's the same way i as a feminine woman because i've paid my dues with y'all I can talk shit about y'all. Mm -hmm. Nicole can talk shit about y'all. If I go out and yes. if I saw you and I'm with the cab or we with the cab driver together, I'm going to check him because it might be safer for me to do it because you're yes. my sister in that moment. But then if we take it back into yes. our community, then it's fuck y'all again. But, you know, yes. So I totally agree I with that. Still, I don't agree I can with the almost, fuck y'all. I can almost Joe. relate. She Joe. lost me somewhere in there. <laughs> she did. Like, Joe. Look, it's like my perspective oh, on people. Joe. It's, look. Shit. Sharon, hold on. What up, Joe? It's like my perspective on people. Like, people in general ain't shit. I'm going to get some of that vodka. <laughs> <laughs> people in general ain't shit. That's my perspective on people. Uh-huh. Specific persons... I take on an individual basis, but collectively, as a group, people ain't shit. Mm -hmm. 
I don't feel that way. That's not See, what my, she's saying. My, no, mine is in reverse. Collectively, as a group, we all black women. Yeah, it's so kind of a reverse. I, yeah, but I, I ride to what and she's die saying. for all black women. I yes. ride and die for black women who don't like me, who yes. I don't like. Right. Yes. That's when I decided to call myself an activist. I thought about the women I dislike the most in the world, and I said, if something was happening to her. Um, if someone was physically attacking her, would, would I, I lay my body yeah. on top of hers? And I wasn't an activist until I could say yes to that. Exactly. So exactly, yeah. when I say, you know, on the individual level, no, nah, I don't fuck with a lot of y'all. And I won't, you know, and I, I start the conversation off not trusting studs and everything. Well, yeah. But on a, it's kind of on the a big level, then. it's all no, up. It's not. It's kind of, no, no well, it's not. No, because, it's not. It's not like, look, well, what I'm speaking in much wider generalities than what you're speaking. Like when I'm okay. talking about people in general, I mean LCD, the lowest common denominator of society. Mm. The lowest common denominator of society ain't shit when you get right down to it. They are strictly about the basest of desires. We're talking about LCD society, lowest common denominator, the average motherfucker. There's a difference between the average motherfucker and the individual. I teach. I take each individual as they come to me and I make individual evaluations about them as they come to me on a person by person basis. But overall, people ain't shit because they're self-serving. That ain't what I think she's saying. I know that's not what she's saying, but I can kind of relate to the sentiment is what I mean. She loves us, but she doesn't like yeah. us. It's yeah. for a reason. I don't know what the reason is. Well, no, I, somebody get the, else, I get the it reason. It ain't got nothing to do with me, and it ain't got nothing to do with black people. It ain't got nothing to do with white people. This is a black woman thing. Yeah, she yeah, loves yeah. studs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Somebody done pissed her off, or some people done pissed her off. Mm-hmm. She want to whoop her ass, but she just don't want nobody else to whoop her ass either. She, right. She'll yeah, go no, to I bat. Like, I'm, I can no, whoop their ass. I, totally, I can whoop their ass, got, but you can't touch them. I and totally then after she protect the, us and, and make sure we safe, she going to come and whoop yeah, her ass. I, I totally got the whole... <laughs> I totally got the whole. I could talk yeah. all the shit I want to about my cousin, but if you talk about exactly. my cousin, I'm gonna beat your ass. I yeah. got that whole right. analogy. Yeah. I think I, I think for that. everyone else, there's a different level of respect or a different can, outlook. Can, can, oh yeah. Can we, can we just address like the elephant in the room? What's the elephant? What's in that? The room? That there are a lot of masculine center women have toxic masculinity. Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. So can you? I'm not every. I'm not. No, 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 no. I'm not asking you to be the spokesperson. Oh, okay. I was for once, say I there's do two fems here. The, okay. And one, one. Like, don't MLC. ask me to apologize. Two finger clap. For, for the two fems in the room. What? <laughs> but yet, talking to some of your friends, why? Why do you think? Talking to some of my friends. Let me. Can I'm sorry. Go ahead. So yeah, what you, what you're your doing? <laughs> I'm trying to hold it in. Okay, what you're doing? I'm Y'all are really amusing. No, you're not me protecting right people. Well, you're you're speaking your truth and you saying not me, not it. I ain't do that, right? I, I and, do have some. I do I have some toxic. Let me, but let me say, I don't yes, know I do. you that well. I will know you well enough that I believe you, right? Mm-hmm. But every single stud is saying not it, not me. Mm-hmm. But every single film is saying I've experienced this. That mm-hmm. this abuse, this that, this started being manipulated, you know what being I cheated think, on. You know, okay, so there is no way all of the films as they know all of the studs, we just what we just magically getting cheated on? Cause ain't none of y'all do that. Like that's oh, not Oh cheated on that's not true. More like, feminine women that have cheated on me than I have cheated on feminine women. Uh oh. 
That so, that's my personal that's, experience. But no, that's a personal that experience. I, I, but see, yeah. I can't. I have friends who have not cheated on people. Mm-hmm. I have friends that have cheated on people. Right. I, it, either way it go, it's not right. I think that people need to have conversations, and if it doesn't work, then you you own up to your shit. And you say it doesn't work and you put your big girl panties, draws, whatever you want to call it on. And you have those adult discussions. I think people play games on both ends. No, and see, that's the argument. Let me. Now, you said Mm -hmm. I probably run people off. I be no, you run people out. off because they don't want to face what you got to say, and and you come out like a they like a cannon, and the they truth. like I can't handle this shit, and they Test run off. me out, eh? So <laughs> I <laughs> I get cussed out by so many studs in my inbox all the time. I get an equal part of you so funny, you ain't talking about me. What's up? And an equal part of bitch, you bitter, um, all the time, right? And so we're talking about we get caught up in the individual. Well, I don't do that. Mm-hmm. And me and my friends don't do that. And da da da. At the end of the day, this society respects masculinity in a way that it doesn't respect femininity. And you, I'm not just talking about straight, gay. That's, that's mm-hmm. across the board. Within our community, and sometime within the larger community, the lessons that have been talked about how to conduct yourself as a masculine person directly oppress feminine people. It does. Right. And so I know not every single individual stud ain't shit. That's my tag like studs ain't shit. I can't fully believe that because I'm still dang y'all asses. So that wouldn't make any sense. And like I always And then the cliche would say you're dating the wrong ones. That's that's no the cliche they love, they love it's just the you fucking with, right? Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. Me and Nicole got a similar story. We ain't fucking with the same niggas, you know what I'm saying? So I'm talking to women in other cities across across all over the states. We ain't messing with the same people, but we got the same stories, and those, right. that's what they'll say. So, so I know, like I said, it, it's not an individual thing. I'm sure there are some studs yeah. I've met to this day. I've mm-hmm. met about one to three. <laughs> that, um, and I've met a lot of y'all. At four. <laughs> <laughs> but I, let me let me say this. Let mm-hmm. me address it because you said earlier that you had an example of femininity. Mm-hmm. You have to think about it. There are, and, and this is one of the issues that I have, and I tell Nicole all the time, I try to be something out here mm-hmm. and talk to young people so that you can see something positive, okay? The examples that a lot of us have had have been from toxic shit. Yeah. You know, so it's a bad imitation of a bad imitation. Yes. Not until now where, even with my fraternity and, you know, I have some great brothers, and I see it all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you have rotten apples in every bunch. I'm yeah. not going to say everybody's amazing and, and holier than thou. I'm not going to say right. that. But I have a camaraderie with hundreds of people where a lot of them are naturally good people. Mm-hmm. They want to have a wife. They want to have a family. They want to do this. They want to do that. And so when people come into our organization, we mentor them that way. Yeah. But before this, and I say all the time, when I was younger and I looked at masculine center lesbians, I was taught they going to hell, they dirty, they this, they mm-hmm. that, and I w- it was it was put in my head to be everything other than what I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. There was nothing that was ever positive portrayed. Mm-hmm. So you have a lot of people who may have seen the dudes on the streets. That's mm-hmm. like you you watching a little boy from the hood trying to get him to be productive, and he winds up doing all kinds of stuff because of his role models. We don't have 
up until now and and still we have work to do there are not a lot of role models for us so i'm not saying that everything is right there are some people who want to be good but you got to think about the examples that we've had no this we we have no go ahead you guys nobody has a greater appreciation for y'all than me i I believe that you do i just think somebody done pissed you off not somebody, no. somebody, Some and it ain't just yeah. me. It ain't just Some me. Peoples. It's what they yeah. they've done to other women, also okay. other feminine women, also. So nobody has a greater appreciation than that. That is the only way I can still operate with y'all on a romantic level is to know I'm a feminine lesbian, right? And so yeah. like I had to come out about being a lesbian. I didn't have to come out about presentation. I didn't have to. I didn't go through a lot of stuff that masculine and I didn't identifying yeah. women do, right? So. I, in having to grow up and figure out myself and find role models and mentors and all that, I understand um, what I went through. And I will say in some of those aspects, my existence is a little bit easier. With that said, I get that y'all are balancing this, this, this masculinity and this femininity that's still ever present. And I get that even sometimes feminine women put... These outrageous things are on y'all about masculinity and self. I get all of that. Chavon, so, if I didn't date you, love me. I would care more. Is you riding? Sometimes I'm sorry, Sharon. Sharon is not amused. I'm sorry. Can I just apologize? I need to get up and do the dance. Can I just apologize to you? I'm sorry. I feel responsible for this. It's okay. I got it. I got it. I feel responsible for this somehow. She. I think you know what. I think that part of our problems is is that we're too worried about being something instead of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Once you decide to just be like, I go get pedicures, I go get manicures. I don't give mm-hmm. a shit. Like I like that, you know. Some 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 of us are like, ain't nobody cutting my nail. Why the fuck not? Like I like my skin Come going. On. Mm-hmm. I like to go get a scrub and my tattoo is blinging. Like I'm very in touch with my feminine side. Mm-hmm. I'm a girl. You are. I had a baby and shit. That doesn't bother me. <laughs> I had so a baby once I and start, the whole no, shit, seriously, like, like once I start to accept those things about me, and I'm not perfect by far, but then I can also accept the things from someone else. Now but, here's the thing. Ah, uh, the thing. The thing. You we I'm we talk about cheating. I've cheated on one person. In all of my relationships, one person. All right. In more than one relationship, I have been disrespected and cheated on. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I can say that most feminine women, and especially bisexual women, no, are full of not. shit. I can, oh, but I can yeah. say that off of my experiences. But what I choose to say is, what you just said, it's an individual choice. <laughs> no, that's what I could say. I could have that attitude, but I just feel she like it's that. an individual choice. It's an individual it. choice. <laughs> Y'all bring shit too. Okay, let me I didn't realize it was let so me, much. It is. It is. It is. And this is why we have had a conversation. Okay, as a bisexual woman, I always call us like the stepchildren of the mm-hmm. LGBT movement. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't want to date us. They think we gonna just be switch hitters. Not even been called that. Mm-hmm. But my thing is, I have been with men and been unfortunately in like intimate partner violent relationship. But I have with also stud masculine center women, and the verbal abuse or emotional from MOCs to me hurts me even more. Because mm. you feel like they should be able to relate. 
Yes. I That's feel like okay. that is I can see that. pressure. I can understand that. But though. you can't because you're not a woman, Joe. Well, That's I mean, pressure. I can understand the feeling. I can't understand no, the experience. No. Of I'm just it. saying that. You know, I can relate to the sentiment. For me, the I'm not trying to say I get it like is, that. You know? Is worse. I, I I mean that's just how I feel. And I'm why I've been dating women. I can kind of understand why she would view it that way. Is what I'm saying. Can you, Joe? Yeah, because <laughs> I mean you would feel like as women you would have a Joe, I, closer you, connection. You about to say some real heterosexual man shit? <laughs> no, nah, I was trying to stop man. you, Joe. I was for, trying to stop yeah, you. you. Forgive you, you, my I just, ignorance, just Joe. Forgive Joe, my ignorance Joe, because just, I understand. Just, just you tried most of the time. That I'm speaking, Joe, Joe, I understand. Just, I'm speaking I, out of ignorance. Just, Let just me make listen. that clear. No, Joe, Let me make that clear. First of all, I understand. I'm speaking out of ignorance. I do. I understand I'm speaking out of ignorance because there's a lot of things that I cannot relate I know, to I'm in just this trying particular to tell you perspective. I'm going to just shut the fuck up. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Joe is shutting the fuck up. Okay. Yes. Okay. I don't want to be like you don't. You the don't. typical. You don't. I know. You don't. You don't. Okay, I, I aspire not to be. I know. We, we know. All right. Let's go. King Gay, what were you going to say? You know what? I apologize. <laughs> also, real quick, we ain't got to talk about this all night, but we're going to stop acting like studs, masculine center, AGs, dimes, don't be bisexual and switch it into real quick. Oh, some Hello. of them do. Yes. Some of I said oh, that earlier. Oh, I, oh, I planned did this, I, Did I not say that <laughs> You earlier? ain't playing that damn Here's baby. Here's the thing. This is the thing about me and labels. I hate labels mm-hmm. because when people say, well, this is what I am, Instantly in people's mind, it's this whole thing of these characteristics that make that up. Right. Like, that's bullshit to me. Because I identify. So if you say Sharon, what are you? I say masculine or center. And that's because if I say that visually, you're going to get an idea. Oh, she probably wears men clothes. Her hair's probably cut this way. She probably does this and that. Nicole is selfie queening. She probably does this and that. But what it is, is Sharon is Sharon. Mm-hmm. Whatever the hell that makeup is of me, it's going to be some feminine shit. It's going to be some masculine shit. And that's just what it is. And it's a bad imitation of a bad imitation. Men do some feminine things. Does that make them less than a man? I hate the labels. I personally know for a fact that I have some very feminine qualities. <laughs> do you? I, yeah, and I'm, and I'm quite that's all right up. with it. That's what's I'm, up. I'm cool with it. I'm I'm hella sensitive. Everybody for a has dude. masculine and, and, and feminine shit. Like I think we get caught up on it. Yeah. And but Sharon, let me say this. I've learned this um, in the past few years. I'm glad that you brought up like the pedicure thing and the skincare and all of that. Yeah. I'm gonna drop a few it. hints for my film sisters, and I'm gonna give some studs some. A little bit of uh, praise right now. <laughs> Very little, because you know I don't give y'all too much. You know what I'm saying? Oh wow. Um, yeah, that's cool. So to, to my film sisters, you want to watch for studs that get pedicures. You go in the bathroom, you see a little charcoal sugar scrub on a counter. You want to watch for these type of things because there's something so secure about a person that knows how to honor every part of them clap. and doesn't get caught up and what other people think they're supposed to express. Yes. And they tend to be, this ain't for everybody. 
they tend to generally be less violent because they don't have any masculine standard to prove to yes. you they're comfortable within themselves so if you kicking it with her and she oh, i don't get no pedicures real nigga out here da, da. okay sis first of all your feet you've been wearing gym <laughs> shoes since high school you played ball in college i already know this is, you know what i'm saying do not wear them nike slides without socks so <laughs> you I've learned to watch for that because in what it usually does, ironically, it's kind of, I don't know how to explain it, oh, but I like it. Um, it kind of increases like the feeling of the masculinity or the freedom in their masculinity yes. because it's not so limited to that hardness. Society. There's some positive things about masculinity, right? That we've as a society attributed to masculinity. It's not all day aggressive, wanna fight, wanna do all this stuff. There's also um, protection and providing and, and all of those type of things, right? The list goes on. And when, if they can remove that hyper masculinity yes. and make room for that masculinity that's appreciated you know what i mean then this is it's a it's a vibe that's who you want to be chasing so you know you want to talk to somebody you ain't got to talk into no pedicure that is the sign right there yeah. face mask and pedicure yeah. yes. i'll sugar scrub your ass i will, I will put you in a bathroom and sugar scrub the shit out of you that shit is romantic as hell i don't you know and i don't have shit to be like i don't give a fuck that's just what i do and if don't nobody like it more room for me i don't care but I'm very in tune with me and what I like. Mm -hmm. I don't have to live up to what people think I should do. It's about what I choose to do. But that's and that's awesome. what I wish everybody would get to. But it's, all about, it's all about self-love. I love me. And really, A lot of people don't feel like they you do. don't. Mm -hmm. Like, to me, Quite I don't honestly. care what the trends are. I don't care what's going on. I like looking at it. But I don't really care about... What people think about what where I look or anything. It's so much freedom in that because you can love yourself. You can only really love anybody else if you really love yourself. And I know that's cliche as shit, but people jump in and out of relationships over and over and over again. They might be healthy, they might be unhealthy, but how can you really like in essence take the time to heal from whatever that breakup or whatever the the issue was like how can you learn yourself if you always trying to fill a void with someone else you need some air all time you do you can yeah. only complete yourself no you got to get the stench of the last person off you <laughs> and people laugh at me like you know they'll be like well but what do i i just shit. broke up like what am i supposed i'm like date yourself i just people, took myself i took myself to benihana last night people's energies hang on you that shit is real it is like, so yeah, yeah. you got to get real. the stench of the last person off it's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with taking yourself out. There's nothing wrong with going How out are by you yourself. As a date? It's it's nothing. It's cheaper too. How are you as a date, Sharon? What you mean by my with somebody? Like, I, no, I mean how are you as a you mean you know you dated like yourself. if I'm going out with somebody? You dated yourself last night. How are you? As a <laughs> oh, date? I'm amazing. How did it go? Like, <laughs> Shit. You know, did you get lucky? <laughs> I did. I did That's get lucky. You know what I'm saying? If you, if you Ain't nobody gonna make with, you happier than you. If you can't get lucky with yourself, then it's, then what's the it's, point? It's serious problems. I took before myself you even to dinner. I bought else. a little shirt. You know. That's what's up. That's you know, gave myself a shower, all that. Like and to yeah. add to getting the, <laughs> the stench of the last person off of you, I think you also have to take time to reintroduce yourself you to, yourself, to yourself. To yourself. Every yes. relationship. I call that being you. introverted. Yeah. Yes. 
and, you have to introvert. You got to hold you, with you yourself you for a little while. You have to go in there and say, okay, who am I? Every relationship, whether it was bad, good, and different, whatever, it changes you. Yeah, And it so does. you can't keep going, you know, this is what I've always done. This is how I've always no. done it. You have to reintroduce yourself to yourself yeah. before you introduce yourself yeah. to somebody else in that way. Yeah. Learn new you. Yeah, because some of the things you're going to keep. Because mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I kind of like that. Yeah. You know, I might have liked the artsy side of me. I'm going to keep that. But then you go out and you learn something else new. And it's okay. People don't like to be by themselves. Mm-hmm. I sat in That's my house today. And I was so happy when the phone didn't ring. <laughs> and I listened to music. And I watched Drumline. And I rolled around in the bed about 20 <laughs> times. And when the phone did ring, like, I got pissed off, like, ah, you know, shit. I, was it me calling you about the podcast? No, I wasn't. Oh, okay. It was the document. No, I, went, I wouldn't have been a... No, but... I wouldn't have cared, though. No, <laughs> nobody else does either. <laughs> but it's it's just being with you. Like, I'm okay with being with me. Mm-hmm. Some people can't be by themselves. Those are the people that scare me. Yeah. Those are the people that scare me. Yeah. Because yeah. what what are you running away from? And as somebody who's been in the business of helping people, activism, advocacy for LGBT, intimate partners, sexual assault, a lot of times like that silence people aren't used to. And a lot of people in the LGBT community have lived throughout trauma. So when you're dealing with trauma, that's that's all you're used to. You're used to a loud house. You list the people fighting or being on the street or uh, couch surfing, whatever. So I see some people even staying in abusive relationships a little longer because it fills up the time. So they won't have to deal with the trauma. And I tell people, like, it's like digging in a shallow grave when you don't deal with your trauma. It's going to haunt you. Yeah. And the the power of speaking about the good, the bad, the ugly in our community is that we're we are saying respect regardless whether you're in our community or out. And that's what I love because we have to keep loving each other and being by each other's side to try to fight the outside world. Like I don't want to be a heterosexual person. I don't I don't choose to be that. But I feel like it's this an internal battle that a lot of us face because we've never seen what respect truly looks like. Like kids these days, I know social media, Facebook, Twitter makes things hard when somebody like comes out and like spreads it among schools or cyberbullying, whatever. But there is more talk about being a lesbian woman being a trans woman of color being you know so i feel like we're really setting it up for the next generation to be able to come out and actually have that support yeah and to understand what respect looks like in your home outside your home and tv think about all the gay celebrities right now there are so many lesbian celebrities. Shout out to Janelle Monet again. Hey, Lena Wave. Ooh, both of them is just fine. I wish we had a video of that. They just both fell back. Ooh. I'm going to find her and bring Let her Let me here. tell you another you cute listen. couple. I will shut up for the rest of the year. Next year, too. <laughs> My, she sent me a picture of Ella May and Kalani. My so heart cute. dropped. I said, oh, my God. Like, 
they are just so creative and intelligent and beautiful and it was a raw picture it was yeah but our our youth get to see stuff like they do that. and that's what i try to remind them because they have privilege these these new these new age and you know part of my issue is the elders have gotten lost you know mm -hmm. i love dr kofi i talk about ruth ellis all the time they don't have that bridge so i try to be that bridge and just like i told them like yeah i understand y'all like want instant 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 my parents don't get it da -da 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 -da. have you ever stopped to think that that's from a different time you can still learn from those people you have to be patient just like you want them to be patient so i try to bridge those gaps because i'm in the middle I can talk to the older people, I can talk to the younger people, but I need them to talk to each other, so I try to bridge those gaps. And I think that there should be an appreciation. Like, I, I appreciate what my elders went through right. for us to sit I here sure. and be able to have this conversation. Mm -hmm. And they ain't not all dead. They're, they're here walking. Mm -hmm. But then you have some young people who are so oblivious to that struggle who Weird. feel like I can just do what I want to do, and I can walk where I want to walk, and I can be how I want. I can wear my blue hair. Do you because understand the people not, who came before you they what they had to how, endure yeah. for you to a, be that way? They need the to be conversations. Of being a teen, though, they're so like it is, themselves. but 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 they need to know. But you know, like we said, because this is side of RESBCC. So, <laughs> like, and King Guy, who are some of your role models like throughout your life that have made you the powerful woman that you are sitting here today oh okay so many to name but to, to stay on um topic and continue the conversation we're having so when i was 14 or 15 um i came out i was actually like outed i didn't know my great aunt worked at my high school and i was at a basketball game on some stud lap some <laughs> I'm saying so. <laughs> um, so I was outed to my family, and um, at the same time, I was working this Detroit summer job program, and I was working at an office in Wayne State. Um, there was a woman there, Tarina Dye, who became my mentor, who I call my aunt. And she, I remember her cubicle being decorated with Tracy Chapman and a bunch of other black women at the time. I'm 15. I don't know. I think they all look crazy. Um, <laughs> Now I'm stalking Tracy Chapman. But anyway, so <laughs> I met her and she was a gay person and a real life one that I didn't go to high school with. And I was excited and I would hang around her desk all the time. And after a while, she was kind of like, little girl, you are a child. You know, this doesn't people will think things you can't do this, but I'm going to take you to the center, you know, get permission from your parents and everything. She took me to the Ruth Ellis Center. And why this is so phenomenal in my life. So when I came out or when I was, when I realized that I wanted to date women, I was so sad because the only queer women I knew were like white women from TV mm -hmm. with bold haircuts. I remember mm -hmm. the haircuts being bold. And all I remember thinking is like a 15 year old girl, I do not want to cut my hair to be gay. Like, why is that part of it? And so, anyway, I was just thinking, you know, these that was the only way to be gay was to right. be a butch white woman. So I had to become white, I guess, cut my hair. So I meet Tori, and she takes me to the Ruth Ellis Center. At that time, Imani Williams was the director there. 
Um, I walked up the steps, I turned the corner. Imani will tell you that she doesn't identify as a film. I identified her as a film. I turned that corner, she had pictures of her two daughters on her desk. She had long blonde locks and she was in the middle of reapplying lipstick. I'll never forget that defining moment where I realized I could still be a mommy. I didn't mm -hmm. have to cut my hair. I could mm -hmm. still wear lipstick and everything like that. And Imani is so humble and does not know what she did for my life in that moment of her reapplying that lipstick. But <laughs> Imani Williams and Serena Dye, who later introduced me to Dr. Kofi and uh, who later and Dr. Kofi introduced me to everything and everybody and all type of just black, gay, everything. Um, so I will say like stepping into the community, I'm so lucky that Serena and Imani got a hold of me before I had to find myself in the clubs or anywhere yeah. else. Good job. Beautiful. That's beautiful. What do you what do you um what do you hope for the youth? Like the ones that come after us? Like what do you hope for them? Like what do you want for them? What would your message be? I hope that I hope that they spend less time being gay and more time being themselves. Amen. When I came out, being gay was a full-time job. Like, <laughs> okay. honestly, if I had wore one more damn rainbow something, <laughs> like, we get it, sis. Okay. Like, um, but I spent so much time being gay that I missed out a lot of time with, like, being myself. And it become that that's it. they are, you know, still queer, but it's so normalized at the point that they don't have to worry about their gay relationship. They can worry about their relationship. They don't have to worry about their yeah. gay friend. They can worry about their friend. Yeah. So I just hope that they spend, that queer youth spend less time having to so aggressively identify as queer yes. that they can spend more time um, doing that journey to get to themselves. Yes. yes. I think that's powerful. Because what you're speaking about is intersectionality. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the buzzword right now, but that's that's a word I love because what you're saying is to live in whatever skin you in, that is a piece of you, a huge piece of your mm -hmm. identity, but that is not all you encompass. Mm -hmm. And that's why we were very intentional about whoever comes in here from our community, speaking about everything that makes them whole. Because just being a part of the LGBT community is huge, but it's not your whole. Yeah. And we don't do that for the outside people to accept us. Mm -hmm. Now we're doing it so we can learn self-acceptance. Mm -hmm. yep. Because it's crucial not for people to split us up. And I just want to know if you feel this way, but I feel as a black woman like you who's worked in domestic violence sexual assault organizations mm -hmm. with lgbt organizations do you ever feel like you have to split yourself up like i was raised by parents who talked about civil rights like i feel like the black movement is different i then what it my encompasses my all mm -hmm. the lgbt community is very whitewashed and then mm -hmm. i feels like that about the women's community so i want to know your take on like myself having to address my intersectionality in the midst of wearing these different hats um definitely i could go on and on about everything you just spoke on i'll, I'll sum <laughs> it up so um first of all women's movement trash nothing radical happens under the guise of whiteness <gasps> woo, woo, um woo, woo. second <laughs> 
<laughs> Secondly, um, they damn sure to include us in a women's <laughs> Susan B, where you at? First no shout all, out to you. I talk about her all the time. Susan <laughs> B. Anthony is a hoe. Your, your ancestor is a hoe, okay? She didn't die or she didn't fight for your right to vote. She was <laughs> nagging and she was mad and she wanted men to stop drinking liquor. She switched her cause to voting so she could neutralize the Negro Ooh. vote. Fuck Ooh. her. Ooh. So, yes. <laughs> and all y'all other women's movement leaders. So, Word. um... <laughs> I definitely feel like I've had to show up in spaces and be uh, black and Kangay, lesbian and Kangay, yep. uh, whatever was more necessary for the movement. Um, I appreciate that I feel like over the years it's become, because we're talking about intersectionality nonstop, I've become black, gay, and Kangay, and that and it all shows up together. Um, which, I'm sorry, you had another point that I'm forgetting right now that you brought up. Black, black, white. That is something I hate that the queer community does. Yes. The civil rights movement and the queer progression movement, whatever you want to call it, they are not the same. And let me tell you why. White men. Okay. Mm. We are not. So the um, Freedom to Marry Act or whatever, all of that. We got that because it affected too many white men. As a residual, black women like me can now marry one another. That wasn't for us. Any any struggle that a white man is restricted from something, um, interracial dating. White men wanted to be able to do that, so they took it off the books. Gay marriage, white men wanted to be able to do that, so they took it off the book. What we have in a queer community when we talk about something as large as our rights too many white men affected by it that's why certain issues like the right to marry i sat back and let white men fight that when y'all take this one we did mm-hmm. everything else right. okay we didn't clean up the road we didn't pave the road least y'all can do is show up and fight um it is not the same as a civil right act it's civil right any of the actions any of the the things that happen even the at the point where you begin to identify I was black and going to be oppressed by that before I was born without choice. I, at some point in my youth, discovered that I was queer. Could have made some. I couldn't have made a decision about whether I was queer or not. I could have made a decision about whether I was going to openly live as a queer person. Mm. Um, and so I can't do that with my blackness. Yes, rights are being trampled over in the queer community, and yes, we need more progression. But what we have in a queer community is the deadliest arsenal that you can have in America, and it's a whole lot of white men. We don't have that with civil rights. So I hate when it's gay rights are the new civil rights. Chill out, sis. No. (laughs) I know you want to, you know, you want to be fake Negro when it's convenient, but that's not what this is. This is another fight, a whole nother fight. It is a whole nother fight. And you've done a wonderful job of just navigating all these lanes. And uh, it just was great because you even, like, talked about some things I didn't know. Um, And so I just want to thank you so much for just sharing your your knowledge, making us laugh, (laughs) giving us some shade, um, all of that. Because you encompass what it means to really respect yourself in order to fight for the community you know and so so, and that's just for me just knowing you for such a long time so you know i admire you she was my first woman crush wednesday (laughs) 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 
and I did that um, on the 4th of July because I didn't believe in celebrating America. I can't celebrate America right now, and I ain't going to get into all of that. But I celebrate black women like Sharon and like Nkenge. I celebrate you too, Joe. You know. <laughs> You 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 wanted well, to go one. I appreciate one. that. Um, <laughs> so much. I know you do, but I really want to uplift Detroit and all of and all of our people that were here before it started becoming quote unquote cool or gentrification or anything. But the people to make and have made Detroit as awesome as it is, mm-hmm. and so. We usually end the show by doing like some shout outs. Well, I want to say something too. Oh, of course. Thank you for opening up the dialogue. I know you hard on us, but <laughs> but no, 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 no. And I told Nicole before this, like I get where it's coming from. It's not offensive to me, but the dialogue needs to happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So thank you for doing that. And if it ruffles some feathers, then so be it. They probably need to be ruffled. But the conversations need to happen, and thank you for just having a conversation. I hope that there are more, because at the end of the day, we all have issues, but we definitely need to support each other and and try to be a support system. Thank you, and thank thank both of y'all for inviting me. I appreciate y'all so much. Sharon, every time I bump into you, your energy is so pleasant. I'm trying. That's a lot coming from you. Yes, <laughs> I give you. I always say I give stuff props where props are due. Y'all I just ain't do much, okay? And I still don't take offense because I know I do a lot. You do much. So I can always appreciate it. It's such a safe, inviting, welcoming energy. I appreciate it. Nicole, whenever you ask me to show up for anything, I'm showing up because you show up and show out at every event. And what I love about you and for every type of black woman, right? Black women that you may not hang out with, you still will fight for. And that to me is the definition yeah. of an activist. So whenever you call me for whatever, I don't care. You can just drop an address. I'm showing up. I'm going to bring flats and pumps. I don't know what type of party it is, you know, but I'm there. I appreciate That's you and all of the work that you do that goes uncelebrated and the work that gets celebrated also. Well, you know, I mean, we, we for real are activist sisters. Anything you need from me, I got you. And I was so happy when we was bringing your black ass back to Detroit. <laughs> I was I, sad when she left. She she did this awesome workshop. No, for, you asked me. About, I think she asked you to ask me about Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, she ain't going to stay too long. She I was say that. And here I am, less than a Only year. Only thing good about Kansas City is Gay's Barbecue. You probably don't even eat gay. I'm a right, vegetarian, so right? Yeah. yeah, absolutely she don't nothing. Know. My granddaddy in the Baseball Hall of Fame. That's it. Okay. Louis Bosley. But she she really does not like Kansas I City. Really, and but she, my granddaughter is here. there. That's the most beautiful thing in Kansas City is my grandbaby. And if I could bring her here, mm-hmm. she'd be She there. would love it. I'm, we have I'm, a lot more to offer. I'm legally like. thinking of a way. Okay. I don't want to just go snatch her, but that's not you, No. We, yeah, no. we can't do that. Every time we get on this show, there's something we say that this incriminating. <laughs> it is. Well, I didn't kidnap her. <laughs> I'm just saying you I'm talking just saying about I it on the show. I wanted to be here. I think Detroit would be better for her. Okay. Man, I can't be involved in this podcast. Shout out to Kalia Sharon. Hey, baby Kalia. My little baby. She's so beautiful. If Shout out to about Kaylee, too. If you're going to be talking about not kidnapping, I can't. I got warrants. <laughs> <laughs> and you just 
was incriminated yourself. I can't be out. And I was about like to that. add on to that, but it, I'm not. So let me just can't say this. Do you have anything uh-huh. incriminating to say? Don't say I it. I don't have warrants. Because <laughs> um, last time Nicole was trying to kill somebody, he got uh, warrants. I don't really got no I didn't. Warrants. I was eight, and I wasn't trying to kill you her. To I was story again? Okay. Yeah, it sounds like she no. is. Damn. This is in Kange. My hands are clean. <laughs> <laughs> And on that note, and so is my record. <laughs> my record. Yeah, damn, all um, that sister, I ain't got it. So we usually like to ask this question to all of our guests because it's called the cast me out. Okay. So a lot of people, it, it's kind of oh out in the open to a lot of people. Like, why is the cast me out? It's like for a lot of fun, different reasons. But one of the real reasons is Sharon's fault. Like saw a really like stray cat. <laughs> I did. That solidified it. But the cat's meow means a lot of things. It does. It could mean the nasty things that come to your mind. Okay. As LGBT. Or just women. women you know. Mm-hmm. So it don't have nothing to do with you trying to pick up every stray cat you see? I don't um, pick up strays. No, I'm not talking about you. No, okay. um, yeah, I don't, I don't do strays. It does have. I, I'm do talking like about cats. the actual okay. cats <laughs> that Nicole be trying. Joe to pick is up. speaking oh, of this really Them, cute cat. No, they're actual oh, cats, y'all. I forgot you they're saw They're actual us, cats. No, not a woman. I'm not about it's to pick up a stray animals, like a woman on the street. You ain't never yeah, picked up a stray woman, Nicole. Not once. What you at a club? What? What? I got some swag though. Like my swag ain't just feminine swag. It, it's like a mixture of androgynous. I can pick up some girls. Right, so you picked up a stray is what I'm hearing. <laughs> uh oh. That sounds like a confirmation to me. <laughs> she went straight professional. Like listen, listen. <laughs> let me explain this. Joe is actually talking about a real cat. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about the meow kind. Yeah. The meow. It's, it's a lot of stray well, cats around. Nicole you can make women home. meow, though. You, you can. can. Yeah. You should make women meow. I've meowed yeah. recently. If, it, if they didn't meow. <laughs> she said she listen, recently. Listen, if they didn't meow, you did something wrong. Right. I stand firm. Hello. Yes. Amen. Hand clap. High five on that. Five. Shit. So we like... <laughs> Hey. This, this turned after dark hey. real quick. It did, like uh, real quick. I don't tend to pick up women at bars a lot, though. Can we I make used a disclaimer? Yeah. You know, okay. it, it might be some, you know, future prospects listening. The views and opinions expressed. <laughs> Hang on, future prospects, go follow Nicole. She's so fine. I don't even like feminine women, but she is so fine. She don't pick up straight. She got a big heart. She got straight cats. I think, I think you fine as well. Thank That's you. why you want my women cross Wednesday. You know, I try Uh-oh. to do what I can do. That so. goes some endorsements mm. for your ass right there. <laughs> right. Oh, Nikenge Burke. But I'll let her, you know, tell you, like, all of her tags and businesses. But so I just want to know, because it's the cat's meow. Mm-hmm. What type of cat would you identify? There's many different types. What type of cat would I identify as? Oh, okay. I've never been asked this. I've rarely, <laughs> I rarely get asked the question that I've never been asked. Well, there's only so many conversations where asking the type of question is appropriate. <laughs> That's true. You know what's funny? Um, as you can tell from the thigh, I'm obsessed with lions. 
I don't identify as a lion. That's not the cat I would be. Um, so I guess I would be a lioness. So I could, mm-hmm. you know, get topped by a lion. Okay, there you go. <laughs> I love that. All right. Oh, yes. I'm still a Black Panther. You are not the Black Panther. Yes, I am. You can no Black Panther. I am the Black Panther. Wakanda. It's on my phone as a screensaver. Real shit. Look. What do you want? It was there before Black Panther came out. It was there before Wakanda. So you're a Black Panther and you? Yeah, Alley Cat. I, no, I think she I'm did a, say that. Didn't she did she? say that. I think when I'm more first, of a feral yeah. cat. Ooh. No, she did say <laughs> it was feral cat. Yeah, it was feral cat. Oh, because I, I can't be yeah, contained. Tawana was an alley cat. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't right. like houses. Like okay. somebody had me do an exercise. Like, what's your safe place? There was all these people drawing houses and shit. I'm like, no. Here the clouds. Here the trees. Here mm-hmm. some water. Like I would just be out there. Like Wide I would just spaces. find my own food, do my own thing. Just leave me alone. Okay. I'll fight it out with whatever cat want to come with me. But if it's another <laughs> feral cat want to join my crew, then we can get down and we can go about our way. Okay, you thought about this. Okay. So you, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. You the creeping cat. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. Garfield. Okay, I like that. Lenore Garfield is a house cat. She's a house oh, cat. Oh, no, I'm not a house cat. She was just saying how she's not a house yeah, cat. I, if I could get pam, like if somebody was taking me in for a day and like give me a bath and clip my But nails. let her back out, let her find but her own that, food and shit. Yeah. So you a feral cat with a nail appointment. <laughs> nah, that's not. <laughs> she a, she a feral cat though. with house cat tendency. No yes, problem. that's me. Just give me like a little Mostly day feral something. though. Mostly feral. That one day out the month? Yeah. She a house cat. Right. I like that. Because I'm a gypsy. I don't like staying at one. I don't like being confined. Except for that one day of the month. Except for that one day. I drive all my bosses crazy. Her manicure appointment. <laughs> as you put it. <laughs> all right. and, and the last question is, what does Detroit in essence? You being a Detroiter mean to you, Detroit? So, um, Detroit, I always talk about Detroit almost like my mother. Um, Detroit raised me in a very like hard, rough way um, and taught me everything I need to know. One, of my, one thing that I always say, if you are from Detroit, you can make it anywhere. If you are from anywhere else, you're going to have a hard time in Detroit. <laughs> so Detroit has provided me um, everything that I need, tools that I need to make it anywhere in the world. And I may never leave again. And I may, and I have that um, possibility because of the lessons that I've learned here and, um, and how wonderful it is and how, how nurturing and its hardness and its roughness that it is. So I love Detroit. Yes. And the last question is, can you tell the viewers and a lot of your fans, what is something that you don't know about in Kingay? What is something folks don't know about me? So I talk a lot of shit online, like a lot, <laughs> and in real life, and you know, in my sleep, and my books. Um, but what a lot of people don't know about me is 
when I'm in the right relationship, um, that I'm very, very soft and almost at a pick-me level. Um, I enjoy being led, but I gotta know that I'm being led safely. So as much shit as I talk, I always tell people, I, I try to relay this when I can because people don't know it, don't believe it. But y'all have seen me going off online. If you see me out with somebody that I actually admire and I'm very, you know, you need me to make you a plate? That's okay. If we had a restaurant, I go in the back and cook the shit right, like how she like it. Like, tell us that I got this. I don't like other bitches cooking for my nigga. So, like, I, <laughs> I mean everything that I say, but, like, if you see me with somebody and I really like her and I'm being real soft and gentle and everything, just, you know, call me a fake-ass bitch later. But in that moment, <laughs> I'm being Let led. Let me do what I do. That's what's up. That's admirable. You should teach a class. See, not... I ain't gonna say nothing. Uh oh. Oh, God, she was quiet. Yeah. Sound like Joe! We're gonna the take ghost. it out from here. <laughs> it sounded like you was trying to give up the ghost. No, was I was just saying, because she don't be quiet. She was quiet, so I think I'm winning. She oh, is. Okay. She is quiet. No, no right, just well, let her have it. She well, yeah, let's, let's. Okay, so yeah. this was the cat's meow. Thank you so much to King Gay Browner, Nicole Denson, and this is Sharon Fincher. This is the cat's meow. Rest in, rest in paradise to Aretha Franklin, a Detroit legend. Hold on, before you, before you totally close everything out, before you make the last statement of this podcast, I just want to say thank you to y'all for allowing me. Oh, Joe! Look at Joe to add my little two cents to this. I know, you know, I'm most of the time just satisfied with sitting in on these conversations and soaking mm -hmm. up game but <laughs> being an active participant kind of gives me a different perspective so i just want to say thank y'all we appreciate you for letting too, me Joe. have that today thank you so we didn't thank think you, you liked us at Joe. first so we oh, no, appreciate I love you, you talking <laughs> i love you guys we're like dang he don't like us what's going on no right. it's nothing like that no. nothing but like that was, at all it was a respect thing that you were doing was learning well, us you. and sure. just thank you yeah. for always having our back yep. you know we appreciate you that's what Absolutely. i'm here for <laughs> now so, and ken gay can you give us your contact information yes. anybody want to look at your beautiful arch or beautiful yeah, we clothes didn't do that yet. or follow you and you have a book right i have a book okay i have two books coming out uh, one is about to be out in a couple weeks like two weeks and then the other one will be out a few months from now i want to put some space between them so the first book is called the water girl drinks before the queen mm. that um the water girl in short and i will add it i'll tag it i'll put it on the cast meow page Thank and everything much. like that it is a book of essays and poetry um, that's a deep and, damn title though yeah. Yeah. like you and really so, gotta <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a reason for that. It is a reason for that. The water girl yeah. drinks before the queen always. Um, and the second book is actually called Dick and Donuts, Dick and it and is Donuts. about my. Yeah. Oh my! <laughs> it is about uh my my summer post divorce and my experiences and my sister's experiences with stud masculine of center dime ag women oh, what we go through what we've mm -hmm. been through and how we can take mm -hmm. that power and enjoy ourselves enjoy our lives um without 
worrying about what other people think of us and if we want to wake up and have a day filled with nothing but dick and donuts and that's what we gonna do what's up you know sometimes like <laughs> I'm comments stop me sometimes comments can be made in a vacuum you ain't gotta rebut you know you know she good she good let her be thank you <laughs> let her thank be you. she good that's the stud in her. She can't help. I mean, I gotta represent for us. I know she's messed up, but you know, I it's feel fine. you, and and she can't help it. And what, what, I can, what, what I can feel your like? pain in this regard because a lot pain. of times I, I get. You know what? Please you know. believe that a lot of things I agree with. I'm not in okay. pain. It's in jest. I'm good. I fully I, believe. I I, I you are going to buy dick and donuts. I am, I, and I was just yes. thinking, like, I gotta read that. Yes. I mean, the title alone makes it worthy of a at I'm, least no, I gotta a purchase, so that I can, you know, it'll help you. you. Know? It ain't gonna help me. I just want to know a perspective. <laughs> <laughs> you reading it? I'm reading it because know, I'm curious. I ain't gonna get nothing out of this per se, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna still, you know. Open it up. I I'm not gonna say you I'm could not get something that's, out no, of it. I'm not gonna I'm say I'm not gonna Sharon get anything song. out of it. No, I'm just I just want to know. But you know, I listen to her lives. God bless her. Heart. And you know, I listen to. I'm not intimidated by. I'm just curious. I always want to know the feminine perspective. Of Why y'all gotta talk about her like she a little retarded? They ain't boy. Too. <laughs> like that poor little retarded baby. If they thought I was bless retarded, neither no. neither of them would be sitting here. Mm-hmm. I'm very confident. So you can follow me online. Yes. Unfortunately, I'm um, still under not my mating name, but okay. it's in Kange Jazz Burkhead. I'll tag myself all over the uh, Cats Meow yes. page because it's awesome. started. But it's N K E N G E Jazz Burkhead B U R K H E A D. I'll be the only in Kange Jazz Burkhead that pops up. Um, if you want to follow my business and my art, go on Instagram and uh, it's Elijah Lang Art underscore. Elijah Lang Art underscore common spelling. Go on there, you'll see the link to the website and everything. But I, up, I um, update IG more than the website, of course. So if you follow me on Facebook, I drop everything else on there. Go through the old posts, check out the new posts. I'll be, I'm constantly talking shit and I'm um, trying to keep it serious so up. So. Word. Awesome. I mean, for this being the first time I've met you, I gotta say your energy is dope. Like, Thank it's you. so dope. I'm gonna really check you out for sure. And I'm looking forward to that. Uh, the the, the water girl drinks before the queen. No, yeah. that's the one I'm looking the forward to. The water girl drinks before okay. the queen. Yes. That's yes. the one I'm looking forward That'll to. That'll be here soon. Word. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been the cats meow. Thank you everybody for listening. Stay tuned next time. Have a great night. Bye. Right, I was waiting on one of y'all to meow.